Hi, this is Julie. This is Liz. This is Sheila. This is Monica. This is Leanne. We are the Satellite Sisters. You are listening to Satellite Sisters To Go. Welcome. We are the Satellite Sisters, tackling the world one cup of coffee at a time, or in my case, green tea this morning. This is Liz Dolan. I'm in Santa Monica. Got a little bit of a cold, so I've switched from the usual coffee to the green tea, and I'm just sure that is going to cure whatever ails me. Julie Dolan, normally in Dallas, Texas. You're in Steamboat Springs, Colorado? Yes, I had to get away from the heat in Dallas. You know, it really has been extreme, sisters. We're working on 20-plus days of over 100 degrees. Oh, God, that sounds so bad. The forecast for this week is Monday, 108, Tuesday, 110, Wednesday, 106. It is hot, hot, hot. So I'm up here in Steamboat, and I'm waiting for my grandchildren to arrive. So that will be fun. Extremely nice. I'm Monica Dolan, normally in Portland, Oregon. You're also away from, well, it's not exactly away from the heat in Portland. You seek the heat in Bend, Oregon. (laughs) That's right. Yeah, I'm over in Bend for the weekend and uh, having a great time. Wow. I mean, summer came a little late this year, but it's definitely here. So having just like a bang up weekend over here in Bend. I'll tell you about it. (sighs) Okay. Well, I had a bang up week. Um, You may have heard or not that I went to Istanbul this week. It was just a quick business trip, just in and out few days in Istanbul, but I got to say, I would totally go back and I recommend it to anyone who is interested in history and the ancient world and where cultures come together. Julie, you've been to Istanbul, right? I know, Liz. You know how enthusiastic I am about it. I was there this spring for the third time. It is just such a crossroads and such a fascinating city, interesting culture, I mean, it's all there, one, you know, piled on top of each other, right? Yeah, well, it's literally the place where Europe and Asia come together. Like, that's what's physically happening. The Bosphorus runs between the bottom of Europe and sort of the top of Asia. So that's cool right there. And the Bosphorus, you kind of feel it's such a beautiful city. They've built all of these restaurants and cafes right on the river. So you kind of feel like you're on the Mediterranean or something. And it was hot, steamy weather. So that was all good. I had one day when I was working that I could sort of whip through all of the tourist sites and that's that's not easy to do because they have a lot of excellent tourist sites there Well, okay so the thing about the history of Istanbul or Constantinople if you prefer uh, is that like almost every major empire you can name has run the joint at one point or another so you have your Byzantine period. You have the Greeks with Alexander the Great. He came through like 300 BC. There were Persians in charge before that. Then you have the Romans arriving in the first century AD. Then Constantine, hence the name Constantinople, that was like the year 300. Things were going very well for, uh, for Constantine and his empire for a while. Then the Ottomans arrive. The Muslims arrive. There are all kinds of crusades. It, almost every place you go, you can literally see the layers of history. Like you walk into the big churches there. Uh, one is the Blue Mosque. I'm sure you went there, Julie, right? Absolutely. It's, it's spectacular. Yep. Spectacular. And called Blue, Monica, because the entire inside, and it is huge. At one point, I believe it was the biggest indoor space 
in the world. Uh, this well, we'll give we'll give you that, Liz. We're not doing fact checking here this morning at Satellite Sisters. <laughs> thank so you. Fact checking here. Hey, thank you, because as I say, I only had one day to take it all in, so that might have been some other building. But in my recollection, it was the Blue Mosque. <laughs> but it's but it's blue because it's completely decorated inside with these famous blue tiles from the town of Iznik in Turkey, and unbelievable. Right next door to the Blue Mosque is the Hagia Sophia. That was the world's largest cathedral at 537 AD. Which is really magnificent. I think that's one of my favorite places, certainly. And it's just, and because all of these different cultures and people blew through at various times, there are places in that church, for instance, where you can see, like after the after Islam took over that part of the world, instead of like tearing down the churches, they just very nicely stuck out over it and put their own stuff up. So you have a lot of the Islamic imagery on top of the earlier Christian imagery, and they can peel away layers and sort of show you, like, okay, when this other group was in charge for about 500 years, this is what they did. But then before that, we did this, and after that, we did that. So in one single building, you can see waves and waves of history coming through. I I love that. If you love an ancient city, which I do, Istanbul should be at the top of your list. Um, and it's also spectacular because it is built on seven hills. So you have you have great perspectives as you drive around. It's a huge city, too, isn't it? Weren't you surprised how big it was, Liz? Well, what I was really surprised on the days that I was working is uh, you'd be in a meeting and somebody, some local would say, like, OK, we got to go. Our next meeting's in Asia. And you'd have to, you know, run over the bridge to the other side of the city, which is in Asia. And then after about two hours, it's like, okay, we got to go back to Europe. And boom. It's like in New York, if you would say, oh, my God, I have to get from the Upper West Side to the village. Uh, But (laughs) here, you're you're crossing continents. And you can completely imagine in, like, 500 AD or 1500 AD, that huge harbor, Julie. Imagine that all of the famous naval battles that took place there. It's one of those places where you can feel what it was like to be a person living there a thousand years ago, which is such a cool experience. That's good. And I think it's the one city, if you want to just a refresher course on world history, go to Istanbul exactly. because, because it's all there. Yeah, and also kind of a dose of reality because there was one point where we were we were running from the Hagia Sophia to this underground. Did you do the underground cisterns and you see all of the all of the aqueducts the Romans built? Really unbelievable. But as as we were running from one place to another in the ninety degree heat, there was this big post in the ground, and the post in the ground Constantine put it there, and it basically said. This is the center of the universe. This is everything on the planet Earth will be measured from this point. So the way we think of Greenwich Mean Time as sort of zero when it comes to what time it is, like everything emanates out from there, either east or west, that's what Constantinople was, and that's what this one spot in the ground was during that era. And now it's like a bus stop, people. It's like everyone, <laughs> everyone's running by and not really taking note of the this is the center of the known world post. And it was just a reminder as we look at what's going on, say, in our government right now, that like empires come and empires go. People, you, you really have to bear in mind the lesson of history is you got to stay on top of your game. Otherwise, the center of the universe becomes a bus stop. 
So uh, that was fascinating to me. <laughs> there were there were though two things that I didn't get to do, which I'm sure you've done, Julie. Um, but be, uh, because on Sunday a number of things are closed, I did not get to the Grand Bazaar, which I know is fantastic. Right? Uh, it is fantastic, but it's kind of like going to the Mall of America out in Minneapolis. I mean, you just can't like you know, make a quick stop there. You know, you really have to commit to going to the Grand Bazaar and you do need to take a guide because there it's just so large. There's so many stalls. You could go in there and never come out again. And so that, um, so yeah, and I'm not really a shopper. And also if there's, there's nothing I hate more than haggling. And so when people tell me, oh, the fun part is sort of negotiating. The haggling, the that's what I love. That's what I love. I'll take you, Liz. Next <laughs> time. Okay. Julie will do the haggling. Yeah. So I didn't get to the bazaar, and I also didn't get to any kind of Turkish bath. So Ooh. that's a big deal, too. But I totally, okay. no, no here's, time for here's, that. Here's the inside on Turkish bath. Okay. And I'm usually game. I, I have... You know, I've done it all. We started with mud bath productions. You know, yes. I've jumped in, you know, vats of mud. I've, you know, tr- I've eaten scorpions in China. One of the worst experiences I ever had was the Turkish bath. Okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you used to go to that Russian banya where they beat I, you I've done sticks. Russian banyas. Okay. This, it was, it's horrible. Okay. So just an alert. It's not, it's not a spa experience. You're, you know, you're lying on a, a slab of mar- marble. You're a buck naked and somebody comes out and they start whipping you with these cloths and it's, and they're scrubbing you so hard. I mean, I was really, I was, I was saying, stop, stop. Cause it was, it was so painful. So Liz, I, I'm not sure you missed anything. You know, a real Turkish bath to me is pretty painful. All right. Well, then uh, then I don't feel so bad about this. Oh, we also went by the the old train station where the Orient Express would end, because remember, the Orient Express came to Istanbul and the old hotel where everyone used to come from the Orient Express to stay. uh, That's the same hotel I was in, which is beautiful and recently restored. And what's funny is there's one room there that is um, called the Agatha Christie Suite because it's where she actually wrote the book, Murder on the Orient Express. And one of our guys, one of the, the guys who was there for the same meeting I was, he came in from Hong Kong. He was staying in the Agatha Christie suite, um, unbeknownst to him. And it's quite the tourist attraction. So he said all day and most of the night, people kept knocking on his door. <laughs> And asking to like look at his room. He said, oh, he was, my was goodness. so annoying. It's like there would be this knock, knock, knock at like 10 o'clock at night. I'd open the door. It would be three Japanese tourists there wanting to look at my hotel room. <laughs> so, that doesn't seem right. That yeah. doesn't seem restful at all. It does not seem restful at all. So if you, if you go that way and you want to stay at that hotel, please request that you do not want to stay in the Agatha Christie suite. So... All in all, it was over and back very quickly, and I think that the long plane ride home, I flew from Istanbul to London, and then London, Los Angeles, so that's total flying time of about 16 hours with all of the airport time uh, in between. Naturally, I woke up yesterday morning with the world's worst head cold. It's inevitable. That much time on an airplane. Um, Too many germs, too many cities. Yes, yeah. yes. And I don't blame it at all on Istanbul. I really blame it on American Airlines. It is just, it's the air in the airplanes that gets to me. Oh, one other interesting thing, leaving Istanbul the other morning, it was quite packed, the airport, with people in very traditional garb, 
all headed to Saudi Arabia. You know, Ramadan starts um, this week. This week. And right. so yeah. I think they were all, it was the beginning of the Hajj. And there was, I was really glad I was not checking in at Saudi Arabian Airlines because those lines <laughs> were crazy long. <laughs> the, uh, I bet. I bet. So, uh, so, Monica, next time you're out and about in that part of the world, I think you would enjoy Istanbul. A lot of, uh, a lot of sights to see, very easy to get around, not at all an intimidating city versus like Cairo, Julie, when you and I were together in Egypt, I mm-hmm. found Cairo a lot harder to negotiate. Yes, it's a, yeah, it seemed like it's more, uh, you know, aggressive, um, chaotic. It's, it is a little more difficult. I would agree with that. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, Turkey is a fascinating place, and it's fascinating to watch what's happening now uh, there between more sort of the secular um, uh, groups versus the more Islamic groups. And so, there, you know, it continues to evolve. So it's, it's a very, very interesting place to visit. So anyway, go there if you get a chance. I would definitely go back. So then the next big event I had that I had to deal with once I got home is last night I had tickets to take Sheila, our sister Sheila, who didn't quite make it today, but she's out there somewhere, um, to take Sheila and our parents, mom and dad, Jim and Edna, to the Hollywood Ball for our annual summer fest, one outing to the Hollywood Ball. Last night's show was Michael Feinstein and the Singing Stars of Television. So this wow, <laughs> that sounds very glamorous and fun. It, it was it was really fun. Except I woke up really really sick, and unbeknownst to me, Sheila woke up really really sick. So Sheila called Leon to see if she could talk Leon into going instead of her. I came this close to also calling Leon, <laughs> asking Leon if she could go instead of me. If Sheila and I had both known we were both under the weather, we could have taken the two tickets and given them to Leon and her husband. And, and they could have taken mom and dad. And they could have taken mom and dad. But anyway, we rallied. I stayed in bed all day yesterday, oh. rallied, went to the show. It was fantastic. The bowl is so beautiful. And the singing stars of television included... Dick Van Dyke, right? Oh, my goodness. When okay. Are you, when are you going to get to see him live? Flo- singing? Was he singing? Uh, singing Flora and dancing. Anderson? He sang Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious, among oh. other things. Yes. Because it was they were doing kind of TV theme songs, and it's the Los Angeles Philharmonic, so it's from the, the more um, classic music to the TV theme songs. Uh, Mrs. Brady was also there. Florence Henderson actually sang the theme song to the Brady Bunch. <laughs> Well, and she has a very fine voice, so that's She has good. a very fine voice. Wayne Brady was there. He was amazing. He's super talented. I wish he was on TV more. I remember when he had his talk show there for a while. I love him. But the unexpected star of the night was Cheyenne Jackson. Do you know who this guy is? This guy is the guy on 30 Rock, the super tall, super attractive, dark-haired guy who plays sort of the bit player in the TV show within the show. If you watch 30 Rock, you'll know who I mean. And he's also been on Glee. Oh, yes, yes. I know who he is, Liz. My God, Monica. He is unbelievably talented. He has this amazing voice. He was, Sheila and I were mainly mesmerized by Cheyenne Jackson. Thank God he came along. Thank God he came along. (laughs) And I had no idea that he used to have a nightclub act with Michael Feinstein. I would not have guessed that about him. 
So anyway, it was a it was an excellent night. Sheila and I both rallied, and it was it was totally worth it. Uh, so now today is the day. Once I finish with you guys, it's Sunday morning as we record this. I'm laying low for the total rest of the day. This <laughs> You're is, not going to move. I really. Monica, Monica, have you ever been to the Hollywood Bowl? I I have not. Sheila and I have talked about it a couple of times, but of course I don't live in Los Angeles. But it seems like it would be a destination, you know, trip. Yes. I yes. would come to L.A. We've talked about it. I've never been. Yeah, so I, someday. I, I, Someday, I mean, it really is one of the most beautiful places in Los Angeles. You know, it's kind of a pain to get there, but it is a, it always is a special night to go to the Hollywood Bowl. I mean, I, I've enjoyed that. So as long as we're on that, just one other tiny entertainment tidbit. When I was changing planes in London on my way to Istanbul, I was in the British Airways lounge at Heathrow. Which is very nice, Liz. Yes. It is the best. Terminal 5. Yes. Excellent. Exactly. That's another place that's worth traveling to, the Terminal 5 British Airways Lounge, if you're just looking for someplace fun to go uh, for vacation. And uh, and who walks in? But So I texted um, Sheila and Leanne because I thought they would be interested. I just said, JT in the house. And Leanne immediately responded, like, Justin Timberlake? And I was like, no, James Taylor. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Know, that's so funny you say that because – we always, JT was always James Taylor to us, to yes. Shield and I, and yes. that's what we've always called them. But now I know we're all on this Justin Timberlake thing, so, ooh. Yeah. Yes. I would have rather seen Justin Timberlake, but. I know. Me, me too. Once Leon responded, I was like, no, it's not Justin Timberlake. It's only James Taylor. Sorry. Uh, but I know Leon and Sheila went to see Friends with Benefits this week. Oh, I, I'm going to see it tonight, Liz. <laughs> I have to, Monica, I went to see it last night. Okay. As soon as we drop uh, Leon's son off at camp, that's that's what I'm doing tonight by myself. I think you're going to find it enjoyable. I think JT has a, you know, he has a good career in front of him in in the romantic comedy area. It's, he's very, we can talk about it on another podcast, uh, but I thoroughly enjoyed the movie. So well, I'm sure you did, and I'm going to enjoy it tonight. Okay, well, I'm going to get to that as soon as I get over whatever whatever disease I caught from American Airlines. All right, Julie, so what, what else is going on with you? Well, you know, this has been, here we are, this is the uh, first weekend in August, I guess, officially, or the last weekend in July. I mean, I am home alone in Steamboat Springs. It's it's hard to explain, so I won't go into it, but here I am by myself. <laughs> and of course, you know, I've been watching the news, and I got to the point, I think, sometime on Saturday, or maybe it was Friday, where it's like, I just can't watch this anymore because this whole credit crisis thing is just making me absolutely so nervous. I'm worried about my own finances, let alone the government's finances. I, I just, I don't know how they can stay, you know, I can't stay, you know, sleep at night because I'm so. I really thought when I left the country, one of my thoughts last weekend was, okay, I'm leaving the country for a week. By the time I get back, this whole thing will be over. And I was so shocked and dismayed to see that it was not. It 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 just it leaves you dismayed. That's the best word for it, Liz, because, I mean, both sides are bickering. Nothing is done. And even if anything gets done, it's not going to fix anything. So, you know, we're still going to have to continue to worry. So, so anyway, have you just so turned off your television? You I turned off my television. Well, actually, I didn't turn my television off. I just turned it to an alternative universe. And I, if you're worried about the debt crisis, I know just where you should go. 
you should go to TLC. That chance. <laughs> I, I'm telling Julie. you, I know, Monica, I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed, but I'm home alone. I needed something positive. And can I just say it's all there at TLC? Let me just tell you what they have that I love there. Say yes to the dress. Have you ever seen this show? Yes. About, okay. I have, yes. It's, it, okay. it's addicting. Once you see one episode and you get in those marathons, you have to watch two or three episodes. Exactly, I love it. Monica. I mean, there's Say Yes to the Dress New York. There's Say Yes to the Dress Atlanta. There's Say Yes to the Dress Bridesmaids. And I know why I, I was watching them. I can tell you why. Because, number one, it's pretty positive, okay? Everyone that comes, it's a happy moment in their life. They're, they're trying to get married. They want to they wanna pick out a beautiful wedding gown. I like it that they come with their families. I mean, there's always some interesting family stories. Some are high drama, some are low drama, but that's good. And I also, maybe in the middle of this, debit, uh, this uh, debit, this credit crisis and with this looming recession, or well, we're in a recession, but looming depression, I like it that these women were spending money. I don't know why. <laughs> I found that encouraging. Like, okay. Well, at least someone's buying something in this country. That's, so just that's the sheer it. obliviousness of it was making yes, you happy? Yes, it, it, is, it is an alternative universe, Liz. You got in, it, may, it helped to lift my mood. Okay, and then, Monica, okay, I'm ashamed. I am ashamed and embarrassed. No, but you can it, tell me. Believe me, I've watched Whale Wars. I mean, <laughs> I mean, but that's about a serious issue. I mean, that's, I mean, that's a serious <laughs> issue. You, you, you learned something, Monica. I can't say that I learned anything from watching Say Yes to the Dress. But all day they had been promoting Nick and Vanessa's wedding. Oh. Oh. That's a show? I watched it, I watched it last that night. That was on I TV? Watched I watched it. I can't believe it. Yes, I, of course. Nick Lachey has lived his life on TV. He's not that talented. You know, but he was married to Jessica Simpson. They had their wedding on TV. They had their whole, whole reality series about that. That's really all Nick Lachey's got going for him. So he has to just keep marrying other Hollywood starlets, right? Well, Monica, that's the point. This is what I was really worried about. I mean, I do believe that maybe the reality TV show was the, you know, was the, that caused the demise of his first wedding. So here he is having a second wedding. Liz, just FYI, they got married in Richard Branson's house on, you know, the Caribbean island. Of, oh, that you know, Necker that. Island place. Yes, yes. yes that's, 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 so, that's, so Richard Branson is like floating through, Sir Richard is floating through the wedding <laughs> scenes. Oh, I don't know what I, he's I, doing. I, I think he's, you know, pouring champagne or something. But, okay, but, you know, I have a wedding. We have a wedding in our family coming up. My youngest um, son, Will, is getting married in October in New Orleans. So, of course, you know, I'm in deep now on TLC. I have gone to, the, I have gone to this alternative universe. <laughs> Do you know that on their TLC website, they have a whole pictorial essay on the rehearsal dinner for Nick and Vanessa. So, as the mother of the groom... Don't you know that I had to check out Nick and Vanessa's rehearsal dinner to see how it was going to compare with the rehearsal dinner I am planning for my son and Julie, get a hold of yourself. I know. I know. Okay, but it goes on because not only was this a big wedding weekend, it also happened to be a royal wedding weekend. Do you know this? Did you did you realize that Queen Elizabeth's um, granddaughter, Zara, Zara Phillips, got married this weekend. Oh, yeah. Um, I have some so, vague Okay, okay. so she's like that. 13th or 14th in line to be 
to be queen. So she's never she's never going to get there. And she married a nice rugby guy named Mark Tinday or something like that. But of course, I mean, they have coverage of this and that, you know, I had to check out all, you know, what. OK, the DFC rehearsal dinner. Their rehearsal dinner, which was very <laughs> casual, which I didn't like the looks of. And may I say, Nick and Vanessa's, I didn't, I didn't think it had anything personal going on. You can check it out at uh, TLC. It looked very stylish, but not personal. And I'm, I'm going for uh, stylish and personal uh, come, wow. come October. So just FYI. But I did check out their rehearsal dinner, so um, I'm not worried about that. But, um, and I just, I'm happy to say the Duchess of Cambridge she looked fabulous at the wedding. She was she was actually wearing something she had worn before to another wedding in two thousand six. So good Ooh, for her. Michelle Obama ish of her. Good good for her. Uh, but she had a fabulous new hat, which she looked great. And I'm also happy to report that Beatrice, you know, uh, she's one of the other princesses. One of you know, Fergie's daughters, right? Yes, one of Fergie's. So she looked passable, okay? She didn't have, a, you know, she was the one wearing the Ferris wheel on her head at, yes. um, at, at Kate's wedding. So, so anyway, she looks much better. So, but I just, I, so, but the other big news about TLC, which um, it's not too late for you two girls to get on the band, bandwagon. <laughs> <laughs> that on Tuesday, on Tuesday, there is a special, I think it's a one-hour special, Monica, on Pippa, okay? Oh, Mark, <laughs> my, oh I'm going to call in sick to work. <laughs> that's Pippa Middleton? Pippa Middleton, that's right, Liz. She is, you know, she is her own star now. And, and how great is that? Wouldn't you want to watch a one-hour special on Pippa? Versus you could either watch Boehner and Reed bicker with each other or a one-hour special on Pippa. What is it going to be, Liz? What is it? That is the perfect way to celebrate the very day the United States goes into default, Julie. I think that is, you're right. That's the way to go. Yes, just to go, because that Pippa has done nothing wrong. I mean, she is, she's living a good life, and, um, and I think it's going to be a good special. So I would ask you to check your local listings. And if you, too, are in some depression or near depression about the state, state of affairs in, in Washington, I think TLC may be your solution. So, <laughs> but the other thing, again, okay, I, I guess I guess I have lost my mind, and I can only attribute it to the extreme heat that we've been had in in Texas. You know, it, it really is severe, and people are suffering. Um, so I was so happy to get to um, to up here to Steamboat Springs to just to get away from some of that. It's like a blast furnace because it's been so hot, hot in Dallas. So my husband was here. He's gone now, but he was here a week ago. And one of the nice things that they do here in Steamboat Springs in the summer is that they have a rodeo every Friday and Saturday night. There is a rodeo in Steamboat Springs. This is part of the pro rodeo circuit. So this is like AAA baseball. The rodeo that is here in Steamboat these are uh, these are cowboys that are trying to qualify for some of the big rodeo events like the big rodeo the biggest rodeo of all is in Las Vegas but there is sort of a, a which high- Julie will be attending this year. <laughs> I, 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 as correspondent I, for TLC I, I just might and Monica here's the reason why. I've been to the rodeo a number of times but I have to say sisters I have developed what I am now uh, terming a CC, and that would be a cowboy crush. I, I don't know what it was about the cowboys this, this time at the rodeo. Julie, but they, 
I know, Monica, it's embarrassing. It's this whole, this, my whole report, this, everything I'm doing is embarrassing. When I'm not watching TLC, I am mooning over some 19-year-old cowboy. But I have to say, I was sitting there in the stands. I was, it started in the bareback um, events, which are the first ones when those cowboys get on bareback broncos. And it's very, very exciting. Um, uh, but I found myself not looking at what was going on in the main arena, but I was just glued to what was going on in in the stalls, just watching the cowboys. I mean, they're like fighter pilots, you know. They're not they're not physically big men, you know, because they, they to ride a horse, you know, they're a little more compact. But they're very strong. Well, they, they're irresistible, Monica. The jeans, the boots. All right, you know, I'm coming out. The, How long are you going to be in Steamboat? I am never coming back. I think my <laughs> life is now, I think I've become Sheila, is really what I think over summer vacation. I have become Sheila. I'm watching TLC and mooning over 19-year-old cowboys. So, uh, but well, I, you I know, just, it sounds to me, Julie, like your next movie should be the brand new Cowboys and Aliens that just opened this weekend because there you have Daniel Craig as a cowboy. I, I, that, I, that is a, a very, a, you see I'm stammering, Liz, just <laughs> thinking about Daniel Craig in the cowboy outfit. He may be a little old for me as a cowboy because I think I like him young, but, um, but I'm going to, it got terrible reviews, though, but I might have to go see that, so... Um, but I, I think, sisters, you could be persuaded to um, to have a cowboy crush as well. If uh, so, when you come out to Steamboat, we're going to go to the rodeo, which is just a lot of fun, um, and we'll just see what happens. We'll we'll see. Okay, that sounds like a challenge, Monica. What's going on in your world? Well, I had a big night last night. Um, I hosted. Uh, a, I had a sleepover at the little house in Ben. I hosted our two nephews. Leo and Colin, and uh, nice. Leo's, Leo's 14, uh, Leon's son Colin is up here from California, he's 13, so I just thought it would be fun, uh, Colin's been here all week, and I thought it would give uh, Leo's parents a break if I invited the boys to come spend the night here, and so... Monica, that was very nice, because at 13 and 14, as I recall, my sons, that's when they started, like, climbing out the windows at night with their friends and I had to start banning sleepovers because there was no sleeping going on in the sleepovers. Well, I know, I know they're pretty famous for having sleepovers where no one sleeps or, you know, they brag, they've been up till like three or 4 AM. So Liz, my strategy was just to come into the back bed. I said, I announced I was going to bed at like nine thirty, ten 10 o'clock and I just closed the door and I don't know what happened out there. <laughs> That's, that's the way I would handle it, too. See, Julie, this is the way aunts behave versus parents, right? That's right, the difference. Right, Monica, right. And could you aunts, shut the door? I shut the door. I said, I see you guys in the morning. Uh, see, you, course- see you, so you have no idea if they actually left the premises. They could be on one of those bicycle beer pub things. That they I have absolutely no idea what went on, but I do know we're all alive this morning. Uh, they had a good night's sleep. I set up, you know, their bedroom upstairs, got the fans going. We actually had like a super fun day yesterday because we went up to Elk Lake, which is right outside of Bend. And uh, we, there was some resistance from the teenage boys. Like it was going to be boring. How long are we going to stay there? You know, what if I don't get internet connection, that kind of stuff. But once we got up there, we just had such a blast. I brought a picnic. 
Uh, some people went off geocaching. Uh, Leo and I swam in the lake. And then in the afternoon, we rented uh, a kayak and stand-up paddle boards. Oh, that sounds like a really fun day. It was just quite a full day. I mean, we were up there until like almost, we didn't get home until seven. Um, and once I think the two boys figured out that, A, they could stand up paddleboard, it's not that hard to do if you're, well, agile. And, and, um, so, and, and so once they figured out that it wasn't that hard to do and they could get up, and then they figured out that they could sort of knock each other off the paddle boards. <laughs> of course, yes, you can imagine that. Lake. Once there was some competition and some fighting going on, oh, they just loved it. They had a blast. And Susan and I rented a kayak and just sort of, you know, gently kayaked around the lake. And uh, it was just really, really fun. And so, yeah, I didn't really plan a dinner for them. We got this, like, terrible Mexican food, which was a mistake. But then I let them walk into town to get a frozen yogurt. <clears throat> I gave him $10. And well, you are quite the auntie, Monica. That's, that's, that's a lot of frozen yogurt. Or, or at least a six-pack of beer, one of the two. Yeah. I wanted, no, I, no, they're good guys. I'm, I'm only kidding. I, I mean, but... I it, to myself, I did ask, do you want my phone number? They said, no, don't worry about it. So, you know, they came back. So then we did a little TV watching, and please don't tell Lee in this, but... We watched Jackass 2. <laughs> Which is, is something really... that Leah never would allow her son to see, I'm sure. You know, well, I wasn't sure. I figured, uh, I don't know, it's on MTV. I had never seen it. So I, I turned to Colin. I go, Colin, is this okay? Like, is this okay that we're watching this? He goes, sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a big no. But I think, again, once again, that's a nice thing for aunties to do, to do something that their parents wouldn't let them do. A little right. bit. To watch Jackass 2. And believe me, I never would have seen that show if these two hadn't been watching TV with me. And we enjoyed every minute of it. We just, we thought it was great. So um, that was, yeah, our big night here was, uh, you know, they're, they're alive. Uh, Leo asked me what, what I was serving for breakfast this morning. <laughs> and what was the answer, Miss Monica? Well, you know, I usually just serve coffee for breakfast. <laughs> I mean, that's what I'm having and that's what I serve. And, but I had to, you know, rethink it. But we had some toast uh, and some juice and stuff. So I got them all set up. Just really fun night. They were really well behaved. And apparently... They slept through the night. They said they slept really well. Um, so while I've been over here in Bend, also, I but Julie, it's not quite as insidious, I think, as watching TLC and getting sucked in. But lately, I've been sort of on a Craigslist thing where I just, I've been, you know, on Craigslist a lot looking for different things. And I, I love to read the ads on Craigslist. But I was interested a couple of weeks ago in buying a bicycle. So I was looking for bike ads and then we needed, I don't know how you just go, Liz, we needed a little bit of domestic help here. Right. The little bungalow in Bend is getting quite a bit of action this summer. Family members in and out all of the time. So Monica and I had a family conference on this and decided that investing in a little professional cleaning help would just help us stay on top of the situation. Right. And I was especially attracted to the ads, you know, the ones that say deep clean, because I felt like <laughs> we were at the stage where some deep, deep cleaning was needed. But I came across this ad 
and it just spoke to me, and I'm considering contacting this guy. He, it was under the household help. It said, I will come and wash your dishes so you don't have to. <laughs> like, really? Really? I've never, I've never heard that that as a service. A no, and, and, you know, it, it, it spoke to me because it was just so focused <laughs> and the simplicity of the ad. And yes. I think you guys know, I don't, I don't have a dishwasher. I mean, it is just right. me, but some weeks I really hate doing dishes and they just pile up at the end of the week. So this is what this guy's ad said. You got a pile of, a pile up of dishes and don't want to do it. I will wash your dishes for you so you can sit and watch TV. <laughs> You're right. That is quite a niche he's going after. Oh, I, I just, I love this ad. Or because do- it doesn't say he's going to clean the kitchen or anything like that. He's no, just no. washing it's, dishes. It's just, I will come and wash your dishes. You can sit and watch TV. Then he'll put the dishes away and he'll char- he charges it just says ten dollars to do your dishes. It doesn't. It doesn't. Well, that, I was just. That was my next question. I was wondering how much it costs. Well, ten dollars. He's going to come over, and for ten dollars, you can sit and watch TLC, and he's going to wash all your dishes. I'm calling this guy. Like the minute, the you might minute, want to borrow some more dishes to really get your money's worth. Right? Julie, it doesn't say about pots and pans, but. Oh, well, I, 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 I would I would get that clarified because yes, I think so too because that could up the price to like fifteen for pots <laughs> of pans. I think it would it would be so worth it to watch TV for a couple of hours while Joe is in your kitchen just washing your dishes. It's so. not going to take you two hours. How many dishes do you have, Monica? It can't take you two hours to no. wash dishes. Well, no, not two hours. But you know, I do I do tend to let the dishwashing go. Let's put it that way. Okay. Okay. You could probably get $10 worth. Yes. Yeah. During the work week, things do tend to pile up. And sometimes by Friday afternoon, there's just not an inch of counter space left because it's covered in dirty dishes. So I can go through a lot of dishes. I, at one point, tried to limit my dishes. I just wanted like one cup, one plate and one glass and I was getting and thought that would force me to wash my dishes every night. But then mom kept giving me all of these like sets of dishes and sets of glasses and stuff that she had when she, they were moving to California and it just got out of control. So I need this guy like right away. I will come and wash your dishes. But, so but you find don't... out, I mean, we can certainly hire him for Thanksgiving. He might be, <laughs> might be very helpful around the holidays. He might be bucked. <laughs> well, it's still early. It's only summertime. I don't know. I wonder right? if he has references on the dishwashing thing. Because... Yeah, you might want to get some. See what his breakage percentage is. Yeah, you know, that's just... good, Julie. <laughs> Uh, you're right. It's amazing what you can find on Craigslist. It is. It's hours of fun. (laughs) If you can tear yourself away from TLC. (laughs) I'm telling you, I mean, really, you you should give it a try. Uh, Pippa on Tuesday. That's my big tip for you, too, this week. Oh, my goodness. I can't believe that it's August already. This is just crazy. The, uh, tomorrow, August 1st. I Like all the stuff I was going to do this summer, tick-tock, counting down to that. 
So I got to get on that. Oh, well. So, sisters, this is fun today. Uh, next week, I think we'll have Sheila and or Leon around. We're looking forward to that. But if you're if you're missing the voice of Leon Dolan, remember, she has her own podcast that she does every Thursday or Friday, posted by the end of the week at chaoschronicles.com. So go check that out. Very, she has a very funny story in last week's show about taking her son, Brooks, to the emergency room. I know that doesn't sound funny. But, you know, you know, sisters in our family that we have kind of a lackadaisical attitude when it comes to urgent care of any kind. We just seem to not feel the sense of urgency. And uh, but luckily, she finally relented and took Brooks to the emergency room. And the doctors there were very glad to see him. It was an airway blockage situation, Monica. Oh, I heard about it. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, listen to chaoschronicles.com and uh and go to her website, chaoschronicles.com, which is brought to you by makinglifebetter.com. And then over at satellitesisters.com, you know, we have our complete Satellite Sisters new-to-you library. Julie, I noticed you pulled out one of your favorites this uh, week and highlighted it on the Satellite Sisters you've got blog. You've got to listen to that show. I, I mean, it's real. Sheila's Cozy Couch is just fantastic about, what, about the life-saving properties of a paperback. So you don't <laughs> want to miss that. I'm going to pick another one. I post one every week. And uh, it's just a great way to... Uh, to liven up your summer and to take your mind off the credit crisis. That's what I think. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, Sheila's headed to New York City this week to visit her 20-something daughter, Ruthie, but she was looking for a free place to stay, and she's <laughs> now ended up with your son, Will, Julie. Yes, that's she's talking about a- Craigslist. <laughs> yes, she's bunking in. I, I think this is nice. It's aunts helping nephews. That seems to be the theme. Wow. So, uh, so Sheila is bunking in with uh, my son, Will, in Brooklyn this week. So, uh she was looking for a place to stay, and Will has a couch, and so she's uh, she's moving in for the week. She's very very excited about that. Yeah, which is very nice. She always, I you know, I really I'm so appreciative every time that Sheila goes to New York. She always makes an effort to see my son Will, which is which is very nice. All right. Well, this has been fun. Uh, have a fun week, sisters. Uh, okay, Liz, feel better. I mean, keep drinking the green tea and. Uh, And watch a little TLC. I I think I will do that. It's been fun being with you. And don't forget, call your satellite sisters.